Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. out across the room I have no idea what's going on in your lives I don't know I hope there are people that you're close enough to that somebody knows and I hope that they are people who will speak into your life if, if you don't have those kind of people around you you need some do you understand you need brothers and sisters who are close enough to you that they know how you're really living that they don't see the face you put on for the church. Do you have a community around you that can speak into your life? As you listen to this message today from Pastor Robert, he teaches you the importance of having a community of brothers and sisters in Christ who know how you are truly living, a community who can see past the face and speak to your heart. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. We only went out a couple of times, but I don't really know what to do. And she's sitting there nodding, you know, yeah, it's his. They barely knew each other. Not quite a one-night stand kind of a situation, but, you know, they hooked up, went out a couple of times. She moved back up north and finds out she's pregnant, so she comes back and says, you know, you're the dad. We prayed together. She ended up accepting the Lord. Months go by. He's still wrestling with this thing. I don't know what to do. I get a test. What do I do? I get a phone call that the baby is being born at Mount Sinai. They're still not married. They're, you know, wrestling with this thing. And um, I got there, I took one look at the baby, and, and, and I'm like, no doubt about who the dad is, right? So I bumped into him in the hallway. I'm like, bro, it's time to fish or cut bait. You got you to gotta either marry this girl or tell her you're not going to, one or the other, because this is, this is your kid, no doubt about it. For nine months, those two went through absolute torment. Do you understand that? Can you imagine? It was awful. Not knowing, and, and she, I couldn't believe the character in this young woman because she, she understood that he questioned. He didn't know. He didn't know what to do. He wasn't sure it was his child. He didn't know her well enough to trust her and really believe her. And, but it was a beautiful thing to watch God work as they surrendered themselves and came into agreement with God concerning his will and his word. They got married, actually on the beach, we did a short ceremony out on the sand, baby in, in arm, you know. Today he pastors a church. They have several kids. They're doing great. Really sweet story. I had another one not so sweet, though. Two more. I'll tell you two more. There's a brother that I, I talked to. 
And his response was always, hey, listen, don't, you, know, you don't have a right to judge me. Nobody's perfect. I'm not judging you. I care about you. And you're living a destructive lifestyle. It's, you, you're going to end up coming back to me with AIDS is what's going to happen. <laughs> and this went on and on and on until one day he called me up. He said, well, you were right. I'm HIV positive. Heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Did I want that for him? Of course not. Of course not. That's why I tried to talk to him. That's why I warned him. I'm like, man, this is, you can't keep doing this. Another one. He ended up ODing and dying. Not good outcomes. Guys, the heart of this, it's the heart of a father saying, please don't do this to yourself. I have a perfect plan all mapped out. Everything's worked out for you. I'll even give you the power to live it out. I'll put my spirit inside you. And when you're his, his spirit's already there. And you're having to tell him, no, be quiet. I want to do this. This is fun. And he's like, please don't do this. I know it feels good now, but you're going to pay dearly later. Come on. And you're telling him, no, shut up. Leave me alone. Pretending he's not there as you go and do whatever it is you do to gratify the flesh. Mm, Please, hear the heart of your father. The fifth thing, the instructions that Paul gives, this is the final one as we wrap it up here. He says you got to purge the leaven. Purge it. Hand this guy over to Satan. What does that mean? How do you do that? Well, he, he, he lays it out real clearly. He says, when you're gathered together, that's an important statement, the assumption was that they would be gathering together. When you're all gathered together and you know I'll be with you in spirit, in the power of God, he's emphasizing to them, in the power of Jesus Christ, you're not doing this on your own. You're doing this in the authority of Almighty God. You tell this guy, you can't continue to pretend you're part of the family. You can't continue to live like a son of hell if you're a child of God. You just you can't. It's going to destroy the family, and it's going to destroy you, and we, we just we love you too much to participate in that. In Romans chapter 1, Paul talked about how God gives us over to the things that we insist upon. He will allow you. He leaves you with a free will. He leaves you with the freedom to choose. If you insist upon going out to the clubs night after night after night, he'll allow you to do that. He will allow you to destroy your life making foolish choices. He'll allow you to do that. And see, listen, that's actually part of his wrath. That's what Romans 1 says. That's actually part of his discipline, that he gives you over to this. He allows it. He, and what Paul is saying here is when you have somebody that's just rebellious and they won't listen, and you talk to them and you confront them and you're loving, and they're like, listen, you have no right to judge me, then your response must be, well, then go for it. Go for it. And as Jesus worded it in Matthew 18, 15 to 17, you begin to treat them as though they're not a believer at all. You share the gospel with them. You pray for them. But you don't fellowship with them. You don't pretend with them that they're following Jesus if they're not. Love them enough. Have the courage not to do that. And see, this is not a message to pastors. It's a message to Christians. You need to love your family enough to talk to them. Not because you've been wounded, but because you're afraid they will be. Because you're afraid they're going to be destroyed in the process. Or you're a, you, you love your church enough that you're, you're afraid of the impact and the effect that it's going to have on the body. I told you in the beginning, I, I, I know it's a safe bet. When I confront somebody, half the time they're leaving. They're out of here. It's a sure way to empty a seat. And, and, and I'm not delighted in that. You know, I don't want that. I, 
I want to see our church grow. I want to see these chairs filled. I want, I'd love to see a, you know, a full house every Sunday morning. But you know what? That's not the priority. And it must not be for you either. Keeping a friend shouldn't be the priority. Keeping your friend safe, that's a good, that's a good thing. He says, you, you, you have to deal with this. You have to purge out the leaven. Matthew eighteen fifteen to 17, I've already told you about it. Galatians 6 is another one where he tells us you do it with a spirit of gentleness, recognizing that you're no different. We talked about it last week. You know, whatever, whatever difference there is between you and somebody else is, is something God is working in your life, and you can't come as though you've got it all together and you're going to set your brother straight. No, you're coming but just with the understanding that you and I are just alike. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. We all have issues. But I'm seeing something here that, that scares me for you, and I have to talk to you about it. Now, the beautiful thing, when you look at 2 Corinthians 2, 4 through 8, we're not going to turn there. We'll, we'll get to it eventually. But 2 Corinthians 2, 4 through 8, Paul says, listen, this brother's broken up over his sin. You need to now receive him back. This guy repented. They were faithful to him. They did what Paul said. They went to him in love, but they went to him with firmness. They told him, you cannot continue to be a part of our fellowship if you're sleeping with your stepmom. Ain't going to happen. We love the family too much to tolerate that kind of behavior. And he woke up. He came to grips with the fact that this is ungodly, this is, this is wrong, it's destructive in my life, it's destructive within the, the family of God. He turned from it, and they welcomed him back. As they should have. As they should have. You know, when I look out across the room, I have no idea what's going on in your lives. I don't know. I hope there are people that you're close enough to that somebody knows. And I hope that they are people who will speak into your life. If you don't have those kind of people around you, you need some. Do you understand? You need brothers and sisters who are close enough to you that they know how you're really living. That they don't see the face you put on for the church. Because we all do that. We all put on, you know, we, we, we take a shower, we dress, you know, we, we put on our church demeanor. Many of you would use language on I-95 that you'd never use in here. There needs to be people around you who, who really know you, with whom you're open and transparent. Not everybody, but there need to be a few. If not, I encourage you. You need that for your own sake. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've wandered away or, or remember, maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way. And, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place. 
to come and die on the cross to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.